Welcome to the City's Deepening Community Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about asset-based community development. Asset-based community development, or ABCD, looks for and starts from people's gifts, strengths, and assets. These assets equip people to create local opportunities and respond to the needs and challenges of their neighborhood. ABCD goes beyond any individual gifts or particular group strengths and considers how these can come together to create broader change for the common good within a community. My name is Heather Keem and I'm from the Tamarack Institute. And today I have two very special guests with me to help animate this conversation. First, we have Jamie Monday, who is the executive director for the organization called Five and Two. I met Jamie last year on a call and we had such a great conversation about the ABCD principles. So I asked Jamie to join me as a co-host for this conversation. Jamie is also a fellow Canadian who lives in North Vancouver. My next guest is John McKnight. John McKnight is the founder and co-director of the ABCD Community Development Institute. For three decades, John has researched social service delivery systems, health policies, community organizations, and neighborhood policy. He is the author of The Careless Society and co-author of Building Communities from the Inside Out and The Abundant Community. I have been following John's work for more than 15 years, and his work has changed the way that I work and also how I show up in community. Welcome, John and Jamie. Thank you. Great to be here. Jamie, can you just tell us quickly about how you came upon ABCD and what resonated with you? Absolutely. I come from a background of doing this community development work in the global south, working with vulnerable communities through various agencies over the years. Over time, I was sort of becoming disillusioned with this process, which felt really top down. We were recognizing that it was creating dependency and it didn't have that relational component where I really wanted to work eye to eye with these leaders. And instead of feeling like we were giving them direction, I wanted to be able to activate the talents and the vision that they had for their own communities. And, you know, I found out just by reading and and looking online that John McKnight and Jody Kretz really had been way ahead of the curve on all of this stuff. And so I began to read what they were doing. I found out about the Cody Institute in Canada who was really on the the front edge of this stuff, got involved with what they were doing. And what I found about ABCD was it wasn't like a change of course. It was like a 180 degree paradigm shift. It flipped the whole system upside down. I was just so drawn to that and excited by that. So the power, the vision, the resources all coming, well, to use John's word, from the inside out. I love the simplicity of that idea. It's just working with communities from the inside out. And so, yeah, and then it was all, um, I, I just, had enthusiasm renewed. And from then on, I've just kind of pursued this. So that's great. John, could you tell us how did you come up with ABCD? Where did it start? Well, I started my work, working days as a neighborhood organizer in Chicago neighborhoods. And after 20 years, university that I had graduated from, actually, Northwestern University, was starting an urban research center. And they invited me to come and be a co-founder, and they made me a professor, all that kind of thing. So when I got to the university, there were about uh, 24 scholars, social scientists mostly, who were doing urban research. So I had to figure out what that meant. And when I got done talking to all of them, it seemed to me that all of them were focused on deficits, problems, and needs in cities and especially lower income neighborhoods. 
So the lens they brought in total was uh, a problem place is what a neighborhood in a city is. They never, ever seemed to recognize that the local people were active in making the place better. They were doing research that was focused on how to get institutions to work better and to serve better. And so Jody Kretzman was another organizer who, who I brought into the university. And we decided to do research about what it is that local citizens produced as against what was going on in all of the 24 others. And this was true throughout the United States. Everything that governments and universities were doing focused on needs and deficits. So that may be a half of the glass, but the other half that we could see and had experienced was the full half. Not the needs, but what the people were doing and producing that made life better. We did four years of story gathering about what people do do at the local level when they come together to make things better. And we then summarized that in a book called Building Communities from the Inside Out, a path toward finding and mobilizing your community's assets. Uh, we chose assets as a, as a word to describe the resources that were actually in a community that local people used when they made things better. That book, we thought after that book was published, we go on and do something else. <laughs> but that book had a huge demand. And we began to be asked to go every place and to train people and to speak and to consult. And we couldn't begin to meet the demand. So we brought together 24 people who we knew from our own past organizing or as a result of this research that we had done. 24 people who we thought were in practice doing what people do when they recognize their local resources and mobilize them. And they came together and we formed what we call a circle of friends. And in the university, it was called the Asset-Based Community Development Institute. The reason for that title is at the time, it was to contrast with a needs-based community development institute, which, which almost dominated the field. That is, how do you start if you want to be useful as an outsider, well, you start by finding out what's wrong in a neighborhood. What do they need? Our guide book said, no, you start by finding out what they have, what they have done, what their resources are, and then ask, is there something that would enhance their productive activity so that you are supporters of what's there rather than providers of what isn't. That ended up with something called an institute, the ABCD Institute, with great pride. It is a flat organization. Right? It's not a hierarchy. Jody and I never took a position that we decided things. We had a circle of friends and we sort of walked together 
in this. And, and to this day, although ABCD and the Institute are clearly an international movement, we have one employee for three days a week. The work is done by us, our members, the circle of friends, also called the faculty, now called stewards, and everybody else who picked up the idea and and ran with it. And so we try to be like what it is we're describing, a group of people whose combined assets can create wonderful things that's, that spread around the world. So we are like a neighborhood mm-hmm. in that sense, in our structure. And so I have to say that most questions people ask are questions that you would ask if you were in an institution, an agency, a government, or a business. They're coming from that world of institutions. So they ask institutional questions, but we aren't an institution. So it's very hard for us to answer those questions. They're not about us. So uh, as we proceed, I may be a little elusive of you. (laughs) You try to give us a lot of structure, right? Mm. We're, We're a worldwide circle of friends. I love that at the heart of the institution, you have ABCD. Instead of making it into a, an institution, you've kept that ABCD principle of, you know, the gifts and assets and people coming together to form. I love that. What strikes me there is ABCD, it has to be something you are. You really need to be immersed in this paradigm, this way of thinking about you and who you are in your community. And John, you... um you talked about the demand. There is clearly a huge demand in the United States and then now globally, as you mentioned. And so now we have a world where, you know, agencies and NGOs are now almost trying to retrofit this new approach onto the way that they're working with communities because they're recognizing, well, this works a lot better than, than what was going on. The way that we work with communities, we're, we're bringing this training to them. And often what I find is that people are looking for a methodology. They're looking for that simplicity of being able to say, this is the training. It's kind of a ready-made approach. Can you give this to us to carry out? And, and that's sort of one of the critiques as well that ABCD is getting now. So if it's not that, if it's not a simple methodology, we want to kind of ask you about the real heart and soul of ABCD. What, what is really... What is it really about? In terms of the demand, people asking us and the other faculty to come and join in discovery or or training or consultation. Canada produced more demand in terms of the size of population by far than the United States. And we have had, I think, a more positive experience in Canada by far than we have in the United States. And I think the reason, there are two that I can perceive. Number one, the population is smaller. 330 million people is out of hand, right? (laughs) It is almost immobile. But Canada's population is at a scale of doability, I think. And the second thing, and even more important, is that your history has led, I think, to a much more cooperative culture 
than the United States, which is much more competitive. Mm. And uh, community doesn't work by competition. And so if that's the abiding principle, you aren't going to go awfully far in community building. And I think we're seeing the result of that today. But let me sort of try to give an essence or that's central about ABCD. I'd say, is there something unique about ABCD? One way of coming at it is to say what, what it probably is not. It is not an approach that sees the world through the lens of deficits, problems, and needs. And that is still, I'd say, the dominant institutional approach. So we're unique in that sense. Secondly, I think we're unique because a lot of uh, people who are concerned about neighborhoods and the power of local communities have at the center participation. And while I think ABCD always involves participation, it really isn't central. What is uniquely central about ABCD is that it sees people in a neighborhood as the producer of their future. So participation may be required, but you can participate and end up producing nothing. You can work with institutions. But when it comes down to it, all the production is done by the institutions. So we are unique in a focus upon what people do at the local level that produces with their resources right, a better life, more well-being. How do, how do these people do that? And there's another word for doing that, I think, and it is citizenship. The citizenship is the power to define and produce the future. Now, if that's what is at the heart of being a citizen and having a democracy, right, then the key actor in production is local residents. ABCD is a way of saying and here's what they use when they make things better. It is a set of resources that we identified that help people see more clearly what was around them than they had before, perhaps because they had always been looking for needs because foundations want needs <laughs> and, and universities find needs. And so I would say that the unique element within ABCD is the identification of the basic building blocks that people who take command in their neighborhood of the power to decide what to do and how to do it. What do they use? And as you know, we would say these days that they use six basic resources, which we named back when assets, 
if I were to do it all over again, I would call them building blocks, mm -hmm. right? So at the center of A, B, C, D is an identification of the building blocks that people use when they define their own future and are the producers of that future. And anybody who's interested can read the, the book, uh, Building Communities from the Inside Out. Now, in this production-centered idea, there is a process that I think has emerged as a result of practitioners focusing on these basic uh, assets. And it's, it's an order of doing something. And the order is this. An ABCD approach always starts with, what can we do with what we have here that will make our life better? The identification of the building blocks is a central act. Then I would say that of the building blocks, the first two are much more important than the other four. And the first one is the gifts of local residents. And the second is the clubs, groups, and associations that they form to fulfill their interests, meet their needs, allow for celebration, all of those elements of a better, better life locally. When we're looking practically, I would say if somebody is telling me about A, B, C, D, I would, I would say, tell me about the gifts of the local people and the nature of the associations that are there. And I'd say if they don't know or don't have that as a significant element, they're doing something positive, but I would not call it A, B, C, D. Because those are the two central means of producing well-being. The other, other four assets are also useful, but they're activated by, by the first two. So we're gift-centered and associationally focused. So we have the question, what can we do with what we have? And then the second question is, what can we do with what we have if we have some outside resources to support what we're doing? And that's the second question. That is not what I would call co-production. I would call that institutional support. Co-production indicates that we're doing it sort of equally. What we're talking about initially at the second question is how can we interface with institutions to get done with what we have from their support? Now, there's a subhead of that, and that is we're also going to deal with the institutions like their partners, and that's co-production. So that's another way of answering the second question. What can we do with what we have if we have external resources joined with ours? Third question is not a question, it's a result. If you know the answer to the first two questions, if I know what we can do with what we have, and I know what we can do uh, with what we have, 
and the support of some outside resources, there are still things that we can't do, even with support. So the third question is, what is it that outside resources, outside institutions can only do that we can't do? You don't get to the answer to the third question. This is so important. This is core to ABCD. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you need from institutions till you've answered the first two questions. So anytime you start a process by saying we're talking with our institutions about what they can do, that's not an A, B, C, D method. It's okay. the other way around. John, this is great. So you're taking us into getting the essence. I like that word, the essence of ABCD. And you keep coming back to this word uh, production and really communities are are producers of their own outcomes, their own future using what they have. You know, and I think about in my work, we we talk about outcomes and communities are producing health care for themselves. They're producing food for themselves. They're even producing their own security, things that we take for granted uh, in our own communities here in the West. You often use the word function. And I think there's something deeper there that in the process of uh, producing these own outcomes for themselves, they actually become more functional. They uh, take on a function that normally communities in the West or even themselves, they may not in the past. And so beyond the outcomes, there's a place of impact that we get to with ABCD. Can you talk a little bit more about your use of the word function and how that kind of comes into play? Let's start with a current example in the United States. As a result of the Black Lives Matter movement, Right. There's a, a lot of pressure being developed on the police. And in city after city, there are appointing committees that are supposed to look over the police again and then reform them. Right. In that process, what usually goes on is a set of management ideas are brought into play around a police department. A second thing that happens is they begin to say, well, the police are doing some things that could be better done by another institution. They shouldn't deal with homeless people. We should have the homeless agency dealing with homeless people. And so this second iteration is placing functions right back with other institutions. They're refunctioning police by relocating functions to institutions. And we can predict on the basis of almost all the research about community security that those two methods will fail. And they'll fail because the primary unit of production for community security is the community itself. And the research on that is replete, (laughs) that the central determinant of security locally is the people in the community. You then say, what is an ABCD process is one in which the question is, what functions are appropriate for people who are organized in neighborhoods to do? What is their domain? What are these tools useful for? We think there are at least seven 
domains of well-being that these tools that are the central tools of neighborhoods and local communities can perform, that they have unique abilities to perform functions in seven areas. And let me just say them very quickly. They are in terms of health, security, knowledge, economy, food, ecos, the land and the environment, and children. Mm-hmm. If you are concerned about any of those seven functions in society being performed, and you don't start with our questions, what can we do with what we have here to become more healthy? You're going to fail in the long run because you aren't starting with the principal producer with the appropriate ability to function in those areas. So we've begun writing more and more about refunctioning, meaning how do local communities achieve the ability to perform functions that institutions have taken over from them. Another example, in every neighborhood, what's the first asset? The gifts of local people. Every single person in a neighborhood has knowledge. We have developed materials that allow people to find out what is the knowledge in the local neighborhood. And there are more topics known on four blocks in a neighborhood, usually, than is taught in the high school and elementary school that serves the neighborhood, right? So whose function is it to educate young people? If there's more knowledge that is broad and useful in that community than there is in the school, the question is, why isn't the the knowledge that people have in the neighborhood becoming central to the upbuilding of children, the last function that I described? Well, why it is, I think, is pretty clear. And that is the history of now about the last century is one by one schools taking over functions Mm. that local communities used to perform. And so you ask the function question, an ABCD response is we need to defunction schools and refunction neighborhoods if the issue is knowledge and the raising of effective children. And this is true in each of those seven areas. It is refunctioning from institutions to neighborhoods, those kinds of productive activities that are possible locally. Yeah, I think I see a hashtag coming on from from, uh, defund to refunctioning is is what we're talking about. Yes, you got it. Coming into this, my biggest question was, why does ABCD work? And I think, you know, John, Mm -hmm. I think you, you answered that. You answered that by throwing out three questions. So you have three questions that answer my question. And that is, you know, start with what we have. So asking, what do we have in our community? And then asking, what do we have that could could use some support to make happen? And what do we need others to do? I think that is why ABCD works is when you ask those questions. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, Jamie and I yeah. were talking about processes and principles. Do you have to follow them? I actually think you just need to ask these three questions. 
And you wrote you wrote an article uh, about uh, a guide for government officials seeking to promote productive citizen participation. I would recommend everybody mm-hmm. reading that because in there you actually tell the story of how those three questions worked with the mayor in Quebec. So I would highly recommend people reading that. When I explain ABCD, I actually read this document to people before I begin. (laughs) You make me realize there is a process that fits with those three questions. And it is the other element that is basic and, and somewhat unique to ABCD. And that is... What makes those assets usable is they're being connected. So I I would say ABCD is as hard as saying, here is what we can build with. And the building process is connection. There's a lot of focus on leadership training, all for it. It's wonderful. But what's unique and at the heart of ABCD is that what makes these assets useful is they are being connected. We collected about 3,000 stories of what people did in neighborhoods to make things better. And in every one of the stories, what was key was connectors. Sometimes there were leaders, sometimes the leaders were connectors. ABCDN is a focus on how can we get things connected? How can we get people's gifts connected? How can we create more associations of connected people, right? How can we connect those associated people to the land so that the land becomes productive? You see what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we would say process, it is centralized on the question of connection. Yeah. And that connection can be done by an individual, an association, or an institution can stimulate it. So we've talked about communities discovering their assets. And and John, now you're talking about really where does the power come from and people networking together and connectors coming together. One thing you talk about, you've alluded to it already, is the powers that community have to carry out their functions. And you you mentioned three things. I'm actually referring to this book that I should mention because you've alluded to it a few times or or an article, 2018, The Four Essential Elements of an Asset-Based Community Development Process. So that can be found online. And you mentioned there these powers that communities have. Three things, um, giving gifts, the power of association, and the power of hospitality. And I was really intrigued by this because these are not technical or process-oriented in nature, but really they have to do with our social behavior and how we interact together. It's trust and reciprocity in the community. So how have you seen these three factors lead to you know, better community function or, or development in the community? Let me fasten here at the end a little on the third one, hospitality. You hear a lot about uh, diversity or inclusiveness. And the way we would come at that is to say what we are seeking as an abiding value is a hospitable community. Why? Because everybody has gifts. And most people, incidentally, we, we've done a lot of research, have different kinds of gifts. So that the more people you get, more kinds of gifts you're getting. It's like uh, the, the, the more 
working people who build houses you have, you're probably also going to get a lot more skills and different tools. What we're looking at is the fact that you really want to have a powerful community. You've got to have the diversity of gifts that people bring. And that means that you are always hospitable. And you're hospitable because that's the way you multiply the gifts in a community. And you become richer and more and more able. It's like a treasure chest. And if the neighborhood is a treasure chest and you open it up and it's full of jewels and you take two-thirds of the jewels you probably would still have in your mind, why would I not take the other third, <laughs> right? I've got 85 new necklaces I could make out of that additional third. <laughs> the point is that gifts come in great diversities. On a given block, we have often found that if you ask people in 30 households, what are their gifts? You'll get over 150 answers. So look, look on this block. It's a treasure chest. And if we see that, then hospitality becomes the way we grow rich. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. It was a great discussion. And thank you so much, John and Jamie, for being on the call with me today. Some of the things that I learned, some key quotes that I came up with was, community does not work in competition. You need to know what you have before you know what you don't have. ABCD sees people in neighborhoods as the producers. And I think the last thing we just touched upon is that in order to really do ABCD, it starts within you. You have to be hospitable. You have to know your gifts and share your gifts personally within the community before you can do it professionally. And so it personally, it starts with you. We mentioned a lot of resources on this call and all of them are online. So you just have to Google them and you'll be able to find them. You know, community work starts with you. So get out there and uh, try ABCD. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure. Appreciate being here and, and oh, Canada. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love indeed. It.